Welcome to The Underperformers, where we believe you deserve to find purpose and passion in your career. For many though, work is mundane and meaningless. We know how discouraging it is to feel uncertain and unfulfilled. From manual labor to desk jobs, we've worked at multiple Fortune 500 companies. We invite you to learn from our successes and shortcomings to realize your worth and potential. You're not a failure. You're not alone. What does it mean to be an underperformer? You decide. Do you or someone you know struggle with the ability to understand and read other people's emotions? Hmm. Like, do you just look at a group of people and think, why are you the way that you are? And you literally can't even. You Hmm. can't even sympathize or even put yourself in their shoes to be like, oh, I maybe understand why you act the way that you act. There's a lot of people that struggle with that. And that component characteristic principle is called empathy. Empathy is actually something we really care about here at The Interperformers. That's actually one of our main uh, characteristics and principles that we uh, oblige, oblige by, abide by, oblige. I'm obliged to abide by There we go. That, That's, principle. that was really good wording right there. He worded really well. I word. Phil good. is the empathy of this show. I'm over here just making noises with my mouth and moving stuff around with words. But Phil is I feel the, that. Well, <laughs> God, he's just this good. Oh. Anyways, this week, if you can't tell, we're talking about empathy and uh, people who struggle with it, or maybe you notice people who struggle with it. Maybe all of us struggle with it. I think we can all improve our ways to deal with empathy. So, Felipe, uh, como esta empathy? How is empathy? <laughs> um, How is empathy? That's not a poor question. I, I stand by that. That's not a poor question. I don't care what you say. Just empathy respond to questions. <laughs> Seriously, I don't I don't think I I want to understand your question <laughs> yeah. so deeply. How is empathy? <laughs> uh, Phil, what does empathy mean to you and why is it so significant to you in your life? Okay. <laughs> I thought he was mostly joking about that, but there you go. No, I didn't understand Comasta empathy. <laughs> <laughs> He wanted to make sure he understood the question. That's yeah. that's way to feel for me. I appreciate I that. I care. I want to know where you're coming from. Well, that's good. You know, I mean, thanks for reading and understanding my emotions in that scenario. Yeah, empathy's such a big deal because, well, let me tell you. Mm. Tell me, bro. For, yeah, brother. Yeah, bro. No, we're not that podcast. <laughs> um, when I was about 14, 13 or 14 or so, I had a good friend named Tom. And he really taught me what empathy was. Oh, Tom. Okay. We're just going to yeah. call this episode Tom then. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Tom. You might know him, actually. He really showed me what it was when he told me, and I, and I had no idea like, what it really meant at the time until mm. I looked back on it, but he said, work sucks. <laughs> I know. Is this Tom Haverford? No. Oh, man, that would have been really good. Because he then went on to talk about how someone left him roses by the stairs and how surprises would have known. Here enters the Blink-182 fan. <laughs> there it is. There it is. No, in its simplest form, though, that that is a Parks and Rec reference, though, yes. Tom Haverford. Yes. And the easiest way to empathize with anybody is to just say, that sucks. That sucks. And really mean it because mm. if you just say, oh, that sucks. Glad it's not me. That's mm. not really empathy. No, yeah. You're, you have sympathy, like you feel bad for that person. Mm. But empathy is putting yourself in their shoes and, 
and trying really hard to, to feel that pain, mm. see things from their perspective. Mm. Um, without empathy, why it's so important to me, mm. um, man, that's how we connect. That's how we learn from each other. That's how we grow. And that's how we move forward with something. Like if, if we're struggling with something and you need help, if, if I don't care what's going on in your head or how you feel about anything, I just go about my life. Like what kind of relationship, what kind of work environment is that if mm. nobody cares mm. or at least they don't show they care because they, they might, they just might not know how to empathize with you. Well, I think that's the, the big thing. I think so one interesting conversation from your words about that I've actually thought a lot about is the difference between empathy and sympathy. I think, I think we were raised probably to think, oh, be sympathetic. You know, she'd be like, oh, dude, that sucks. Um, but that was like the extent that we were invited to, mm-hmm. to take part in other people's problems. And to me, it's like a partial step to where we need to go, right? That, that's good that you are at least signaling to them like, hey, I know that sucks. But then it's like we're, we're missing the key component of like, now how do we go to where you are and how do we be there with you, right? Um, and, and anybody who's been in like relationships, parenting, you know, you know, relationships outside of the home too, it's a, it's a really key topic, you know, and I don't think it's anything you can ever stop trying to work on or be better. I think if you feel like you're really good at empathy, uh, are you really though? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like an infinite skill because every person is different. And even that person you may know really well, they might react to emotions differently over the course of your life. So you're going to have to learn how to read and understand that emotion and be there with them. Uh, it, you know, I just think sympathy was preached so frequently when empathy should have been the thing that we actually taught uh, throughout our lives. Well, I didn't know the difference for the longest time. I don't think most people do, right? Like, yeah, it's just the, the examples I always think of, like when you hear about a natural disaster, you know, somewhere else in the world, it's really easy to be like, oh man, that sucks. Glad it's not me. That's something that happens far away, but often someone right next to us are like, no, they dropped the ball. That sucks. Well, I think that's, so that's where my brain keeps going to, um, you know, something I've talked about a lot is like dehumanizing people. Mm -hmm. Right. So we dehumanize people because they're so far away or we're so disconnected. And so in, in that path of like, we do think oh, sending thoughts and prayers, Hmm. which does not, I mean, praying, I, I do believe in prayer, prayer, but like sending good vibes, you know, it's like, is there something more that we can do? Um, which to your point, yeah. I mean, how far can we go? But I think the, the one thing that I think we do when these situations happen, and it could be in South America or it could be the person next to us, I think to rationalize overcoming that ap- empathy, I think something we subconsciously do is rationalize by saying, well, they did something that they shouldn't have done. Therefore, this result has ensued. Uh, mm. Or the other thing we do is like, well... I don't know what's going on with them, but I'm a good person and I make good choices. So something like that wouldn't happen to me. And we immediately can cut that emotion that can tie us together as human beings to actually understand like, Oh, that's so bad. You know, I, I'm sorry. You know, like you, you just feel that emotion with them. And I think a lot of times we just, we, we don't know what to do because we haven't been taught what to do in situations to Mm -hmm. know how do we be there with this person. And, And so we actually, use a Harvard business review article that we have, you know, talked about when it comes to feeling empathy, there's, there's a ton of good articles out there. You know, this doesn't have to be the only one, but it talks about different ways to overcome that inability to feel and understand those feelings with these people. 
Um, we can talk about a few of them here. Uh, you know, one of them being like observing, listening and asking questions. So one thing you said, Phil, was when I think about like a disaster that happens far away, obviously our initial response of like, we can't remember and we kind of get a little, uh, you know, uh, you know, a little bit sacrilegious, disrespectful with it there for a second is we're not really observing, listening and asking questions about what is actually going on in this scenario, right? Like to us, it's just a dehumanized set of people in a place we don't understand that's far away that we're never going to interact with. Um, that's something you did right in that moment. I think sometimes I just read an article, you know, I read about these wars that happen. I'm like, Oh, that's too bad. And then you just flip to ESPN and you move on. Right. Yeah. It's just another channel. It, another, Yeah. And, and I'm not trying to tell people to read all the sad stuff and then just be sad all the time, empathizing with these people. Uh, but it's something to understand that we have other human beings that, and they're not just far away. You might have coworkers sitting next to you when you see them go through a hard thing. How can you be with them in that moment and not just instantly try to get self-gratification as to why that happened to them and not to you, right? And and sympathy can only do so much. Like if I go through a hard time and someone comes to me and says, oh, that sucks. Sorry. Great. Thanks. Well, yeah. I'm going to go deal with my problems on my own now, I guess. I don't know. But if, but if someone, if you knew that someone was genuine, like they might say that, but but they actually care. And like, like you said, they, they listen, they ask you questions like, and they at least make an attempt like, man, that must be really hard. Like what's going cool? Like, what can I do to help? Or, you know, something, mm-hmm. even if they can't do anything at all to help you, mm-hmm. like, you know, whether it's, I can't think of anything, an example, like, but just the fact that they're with you mm-hmm. and you know that somebody cares that can help get you through whatever it is. I think the, the thing I'm thinking about that you're saying, the word is intentional. Um, it's being intentional with them, which means if you're in that moment, you are there intentionally. You're not that just there by accident or by duty. You're there because you are wanting to be there in that moment. Um, that's actually another thing they say to increase empathy is to avoid distractions and try to be more fully present when you're with people. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of these situations we're talking about are just, we're kind of reading through things or hearing about things as we're distracted by our lives, right? Like we, Hey, I'm on my way to work and I heard this like, Oh, that's too bad, but I still have to focus on work, right? You're not really intentional in those moments far away. And then with your coworkers, you're like, Oh, that's too bad, but I got to do my job. Right. Or like, Oh, my friend, you know, they're going through a hard time. Well, I got my own life. I got to worry about. Right. So to your, back to your point of like, that sucks. Glad it's not me. It's, that's not being very intentional. You're kind of just, this is like a secondary thing happening. I think to really increase empathy to help those people is you be intentional with them in that moment. Like put everything away and just say, I want to be with you in this moment. Let's feel this together. Mm-hmm. What are you- I just, with our society today, I, I think this is a value that isn't really valued much anymore Yeah, because we're taught, you know, you got to look out for yourself, you know, got to look out for number one. That, that's kind of the opposite. Like you do need to take care of yourself because mm-hmm. if you don't, you're not able to take care of others. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think that's really instilled in many people today. We, we, it's so easy to get self-absorbed. Just, mm-hmm. just to your point, just got to look out for me. Got to do my job. Um, that's all that really seems to matter to most people. 
it, and with everything, with like the technology, the platforms we have, uh, the third final suggestion that they have is to just stop multitasking. And it's funny because if you, there's a lot of studies out there and specifically some of it with children where, you know, they've done studies where when you're talking to a child and you're there with them, they feel more important. But even if you just pull out your phone and have it in your hand, you're not even looking at it. Those children feel less like a priority to your life just by knowing that you have that phone with them because it is a distraction and you could try to be multitasking instead of being. Well, with it's them. like, it's like you're waiting for something that's more important, more than, important them. than them. So they're secondary. Yeah. Well, they even say that in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Simon Sinek that talks about that, where if you're waiting in a conference room for a meeting to start, what's everyone doing? Mm-hmm. Everyone's just playing on their phone. Um, instead you should start having a conversation, but the other point that I'm trying to get to is when the meeting is about to start and you do put your phone down, you don't set it on the table mm. because that just tells people that, oh, as, you know, as soon as it goes mm. off, that's, the, that's more important than being with them, what they have to say. Mm. So put it away. Yeah, and, and put it, and we're talking about phones, which a phone is a big distraction, but put away things that would distract you from being able to be in that moment mm-hmm. with those people. I think if we all think about the most influential people in our lives, they were people that were present. Um, and I think about this, like with relationships, like, especially, and I've talked about kids a few times, but you know, when you have young kids, it's hard to be intentional with your significant other, especially when they're young. So you have to put effort into having a relationship with someone you have young kids because it's demanding. It's hard. There's a lot of tasks to be done. It's stimulating. It's exhausting. Um, it doesn't matter if you've been together for six months or 60 years, as soon as you throw a young child in there, you have to learn to be intentional with that relationship and intentionalism just brings that you're empathizing with each other. You know, it's not just like if your spouse goes by and said, I had a bad day and your reaction like, Oh, that sucks. But I'm glad it didn't happen to me. Hey, did you see this funny thing? Oh, geez. Let me oh, show you I'm this like, real. That'll I'm cheer irritated you up. for your wife right now. Just by you <laughs> enacting. Did you see But this? it's funny. Stop it. I don't, it's not gonna, I mean, can you just, can we talk about how my day was terrible? Why are we like role playing? Like, uh, this is interesting, but but it's a really good point, though, because I was just acting, and I'm already irritated that you wouldn't immediately just be like, can you just... And this isn't even a real phone. <sighs> Gosh, I just I don't want to be here right now. I'm just going to go to bed and not talk to you. Because this is days. more important than you. Can you put your phone down? He doesn't have a real phone. Stop. There you go. Okay. No, t- off the table. And there we go. Oh, I'm, see, now I'm distracted for this whole conversation. Put it, we'll put it away. <laughs> put it away. <laughs> I pulled the imaginary phone out of my we're, pocket. We're laughing, but this is so bad because, I mean, it, oh, I catch myself all the time getting, you know, getting addicted to, you know, reading something, usually on my phone, that's keep, keeping me from being in the moment. And then everybody who gets older realizes, like, I should, wish I would have been in the more, moment more, you know, like simplify your life and, uh, you know, we were tying being intentional, being in the moment and empathizing all together. But guess what? I think that's a big part of empathy because if someone's struggling with something really bad, like whether it's at work or life or far away, like there's not a whole lot you can do for them physically a lot of the time, but it's amazing how just someone being there with them can just change, you know, the biology in their body, their brain to like comfort them and support them and help them during that tragic time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just my thoughts on it. Yeah. It's, if, if you don't feel like anybody cares, you, it's just a lonely feeling. Mm. Like if, if no one's empathizing with you, like you, you recognize that everyone has their own life. They got a lot going on, mm-hmm. but 
that is such a lonely feeling mm. when nobody cares. And all it takes is one person mm. to be there with you to help pull you through. It's just, this, there's so many distractions. Mm. Like you're talking about, you know, looking back and how can you remember anything if you're doing multiple things at the same time, trying to multitask? Mm. Like I I look back and I'm like, I remember the moments where I was, I was in them. I was observant. Mm. I was present. But I look back and I can't think of specific times, but I know all the time I'm watching TV mm. while my kid's trying to tell me a story and I'm browsing social media or updating my fantasy football team. It doesn't mm. matter. It's a distraction. Like mm. I'm feeling I'm being unintentional mm. <laughs> with being in the moment, mm. just the complete opposite. But for as, uh, as vulnerable as I'm being right now, I know I'm not the only person that does that. Mm. And it's it's bad because it's so common. You know, it's like the beauty of living in this generation. We have so many things at, you know, quick access of our fingers. You know, I mean, they talk about explain an iPhone to someone from 100 years ago. You could just say, imagine all the information in the world in the palm of your hand, right? We have all this information. And yet the most critical thing we can do is be present with individuals and we just seem to forget that. And we're talking a lot about life here. I mean, you know, obviously we talk a lot about things in the workplace, but the thing is if you're struggling to be intentional with people in the workplace, that will come home with you. One of my best mentors I ever had, you know, I called him up and I actually kind of vented to him about someone we both know where they just, this person we worked for was just kind of rude and mean and just cold. You know, mm-hmm. they just, they bid this whole mentality of, prove me wrong or this isn't right. Like just not help, just, just negative, put you down, like just short, just bad, just mm. not a good person. And I knew for a fact, this person at home was claimed to be like a really good family person. And so I called up this mentor of mine and said, what, what gives, you know, like at work, he just doesn't seem to care. No emotion, just not intentional, distracted, just not someone I want to be around. Um, but they claim this at home. And he simply just said, they may think they can separate work and home life, but they're not. They may mm. be convinced thinking that, well, I'm, you know, they lack empathy at the workplace. Guess what? It's likely coming home with them. Mm. Now, we might know some people who can break the expectation mold of where they can do it at home and still be cold at work. I don't know why you'd be cold at work. That's a whole different thing that I'm going to lose my mind on. But um, just know that if you're struggling in the workplace, it's coming home with you. Um, so you need to fix it in the home. And if you fix it in the home and find ways to make it work, then find ways to use that in the workplace as well. Uh, we've given you some techniques about just being less distracted, being yeah. present. Uh, you know, obviously we have this Harvard Business Review that we've used that we're glad to share. You know, leave comments, uh, let us know your questions and other things that you want us to discuss. But I don't know, Phil, that's just kind of my thought. Any last things you want to discuss with empathy for this week? Yeah, just just be there for people. I I, I think a lot of people just may, might be struggling with their own feelings. Mm-hmm. And don't want to take on the burden of somebody else and feel like they can't. But it doesn't have to be. You don't have to be there and like cry with them and, and try to solve all their problems. It's just like being there and, and letting them know that you care. Mm. And as we do that, life gets better. For them, for us, we know that we did something to help make the world a bit a little bit better of a place. Whether it's at work or at home. Um, yeah, just just try just try to care, try to be there for someone, be aware of what's going on. 
and uh, just don't don't let it slide. And and to add to that point, I know a lot of people will say that's just not in me. I'm not an emotional person, or like I'm I'm not someone who would authentically be empathetic. Well, here's the thing, and to your point, if you never try, you will never improve in the realm of empathy. So the first time you try, it might feel very uncomfortable, might feel fake, might feel unauthentic, but the only way you're going to improve your ability to empathize with people, which will only make you a greater person across the board, you have to try. And it might be uncomfortable for those who are not very good at it or think or have convinced themselves they cannot do it. I promise you, you can, because we are all human beings with emotions. Some of us have trauma and other things that we have to work through in order to get back that emotion. Um, You know, we... We have sources that we can let you know about, you know, to find ways to work through some of that. I understand not everyone is just simple and can move on to this, but try, try, try. Until next time, underperformers, thank you for coming in. Take care.